And good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Consistency Show. I am your host, Bob Lung. Uh, Thank you again for being here. Uh, This week, we're going to talk about week five in the NFL. That happened last week, and uh, where we're at year-to-date in week five. Uh, Not only from a consistency standpoint, but uh, we're going to bring in some very special guests tonight. Uh, As most of you know, uh, anybody who listens to the show, obviously, uh, you know that I am part of the Asylum Fantasy Sports Network here on Block Talk Radio. And uh, tonight, I decided to have a kind of a special night. Um, I decided to invite uh, any of the football uh, experts, guests, as my guest tonight. So uh, in a little bit, uh, sometime through the evening between now and 830, we're going to have Rick Flager, Rick Briggs, Chris Heal, uh, and, and Nick Ficarelli, and hopefully for quite a while uh, in all aspects. We're going to talk about fantasy football this past week and week five. Uh, we're going to kick around. I'm going to throw out some questions these guys. Uh, this has been a weird season this year. Uh, I've been playing fantasy football for 30-plus years now, uh, since 1985. So, you know, and, and as you guys know, I, I write my fantasy football consistency stuff and track consistency and – identify those players who are consistent. Uh, but sometimes I just scratch my head at things. And, uh, you know, some of my guys are doing pretty well this year. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. Some of the guys that I promoted throughout the summer and in my book, uh, this, uh, this past summer that was out <clears throat> and it's still out. If you want to get it, uh, you can get that on uh, Amazon, uh, Google, wherever you want to go. Um, <clears throat> or you can get it on the fantasy sports network, or I'm sorry, the fantasy sports warehouse site and you can buy it as well but anyway in that uh i promoted guys like carson palmer uh you know as one of my sleeper quarterbacks um i talked about uh giovanni bernard at white at running back danny woodhead at running back um guys at wide receiver that uh have been doing well for me as i uh, touted them as good uh, guys to pick up were thing people like uh, Jarvis Landry, uh, Julian Edelman, um, you know, those kind of guys. Obviously, Antonio Brown, who's always been consistent, um, but he's even having kind of a little bit of an off year. So tight end, uh, guys like Jason Witten, et cetera. So some of those guys are doing really well. Some of the other guys, not so much. Um, and that's what we're going to talk a little bit about this week. Um, ADPs at the beginning of the season versus where they're at now through week five. There's a lot of discrepancies, which I would have to think has a lot of fantasy owners um, kind of scratching their head. I mean, right now, if you were sitting with a team made up of Andy Dalton, Deion Lewis, Devontae Freeman, um, Larry Fitzgerald, Alan Hearns, uh, Julius Edel, or uh, Brandon Marshall, um, and Jason Witten, Charles Clay, one of those have a team, folks. You might even be undefeated at this point. And if you did that and you drafted those players, you would probably have been laughed out of your actual draft because they would have been like, what in the world are you doing? Why are you not getting Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, uh, Jamal Charles, uh, Adrian Peterson, uh, DeMarco Murray, uh, you know, we can go on and on. Something weird is going on this year. Not sure what it is. I mean, it's so bad right now that last week a Cleveland Browns quarterback was the top fantasy quarterback in the NFL. That's right. You heard it right here. 
I don't know. I'm pretty sure if we look that up in Revelations, there might be some verse in there that says uh, that uh, the end times are near when this kind of stuff starts lining up. I mean, you had number one at quarterback. You had, uh, I think, uh, Isaiah Crowell was in the top 15 at uh, wide receiver. Gary Barnage, who nobody's heard of until about two weeks ago, is now tearing up the tight end world at fantasy. Travis Benjamin is a perfect five for five in quality games in a PPR format. At wide receiver, the Browns have fantasy relevant players. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. So we're going to get into that uh, a little bit uh, later on tonight with the boys. And I I want to see what their thoughts are because I'm scratching my head. So. But in the meantime, again, welcome to the Asylum Fantasy Sports Network. Uh, if you want to call in tonight, got questions, uh, want to talk consistency, the uh, call-in number 1-646-478-4679. Once again, that's 1-646-478-4679. Uh, you can also uh, come online uh, if you go to Twitter. Uh, my Twitter feed is at Bob underscore Lung. You can go there. There's a link that will take you right to the show live right now. Um, and obviously, if you're not listening, you don't know that. But uh, <laughs> just in case you are and, and you just haven't figured that out. But anyway, um, so we'll be doing that. If you're obviously listening to this as an archive or as a download, no problem. Glad you are. Um, you can always email me questions at uh, bob at ffconsistency.com. And I can uh, do that to answer those questions there. Or as I mentioned, Twitter at Bob underscore Lung. So once again, Silent Fantasy Sports Network, Monday night sports rants with Chris Heal. Hope to have Chris on a little bit later. Silent Sports Show, Rick Flieger and Rick Briggs on Tuesday night. Uh, I think Pine Tart Talk is uh, with Ben Samuels, Mike Valverde on Wednesday, my show on Thursday. Racing Times with Alan and Rob on Friday. Um, and then Saturday, supposed to be the Dynasty Dudes or Ruffle. Russell Clay and Nathan Powell have a feeling that show's not going on anymore, at least according to uh, Flieger and Briggs. But I know the show that is going on every Saturday night or every Sunday uh, is Nick Ficarelli uh, with the, the Mad Scientist uh, bringing you some of the best interviews around with some of the best people. So uh, once again, we're going to hopefully have at least Nick, uh, Rick, and Chris uh, on here tonight. We don't know. I th- forget which Rick. If it's Rick Flieger, Rick Briggs, maybe both. Maybe we'll get lucky and get them both on. But uh those guys will be coming on a little bit later. So so let's start breaking down week five. As I mentioned, um, week five had Mr. Josh McCown, Cleveland Brown quarterback extraordinaire, um, throwing for 38.05 fantasy points. That's with four point per passing touchdown. Uh, standard scoring, 38.05. Eli Manning second is 34.15. And Blake Bortles, third with 32.25. Yes, you just heard this right, folks. There was a Cleveland Brown and a Jacksonville Jaguar quarterback in the top three fantasy points this week. Uh, There was a Manning, but it was Eli, not Peyton. Uh, Peyton, once again, did not earn a quality game, only had 11 points. Um, And I think this is some of the concern I like to talk about a little bit later with these guys is the guys who aren't earning quality games are Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, Peyton Manning, and Matthew Stafford this week. Those four were all picked as somebody's quarterback one. Uh, some of them are my teams. Um, I have Matt Ryan, Peyton Manning uh, as quite a number of my on a number of my fantasy teams. Luckily, I had drafted Carson Palmer for for the backup for those guys, and 
basically Palmer's been starting for them for my those teams most every week now and until these guys prove otherwise. Now this week Peyton Man he's going against the Browns. Never hurts. Um but then again last week he went against the Raiders and uh in Denver and I really thought that he would have a big game against them. Didn't happen. Other guys earning quality games this week, um Andy Dalton, Tom Brady, Joe Flacco, Phillip Rivers, Brian Hoyer, former Browns quarterback. Drew Brees, Tyrod Taylor, who is now hurt and not sure what his status is right now. It's a little up in the air for this Sunday. Colin Kaepernick, Sam Bradford, Jay Cutler, Aaron Rodgers, Carson Palmer. So let's talk about now, let's lead into the top quarterbacks for the year, year to date. This is consistency. There are three perfect quarterbacks so far this year. That uh, Two of them are five for five. One of them is four for four uh, because of his bye week. Two at five and five, Andy Dalton, Carson Palmer. Not Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, as everybody would have expected by now, but Andy Dalton, Carson Palmer. Uh, Andy Dalton is ranked first in total points. Carson Palmer is ranked sixth. Um, at four and four, four for four is Tom Brady. Um, he's ranked third. Uh, after that, at four and four out of five in quality games or an 80% quality success rate, which is still very good. Nothing wrong with it. If you get 80% or above for the whole season, you're in good shape. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is there. Phillip Rivers, Eli Manning, Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles' ADP was quarterback 26 at the beginning of the year. Probably wasn't drafted in most leagues, um, unless it was a deep, maybe 14, 16 team league, possibly. Maybe as a backup uh, in those leagues. Maybe. Probably not. Now, he's number eight in total points. Four for five in quality points. Uh, he's only... Point seven behind Eli Manning uh, for seventh place, and he's only less than three points behind Aaron Rodgers for, or I'm sorry, Philip Rivers for fifth place. So it's interesting. After that, Cam Newton, Josh McCown, Marcus Mariota are three for four in quality games. Again, nothing wrong with that. 75% is very, very adamant. Drew Brees is at 75%. That's it. That's it. That's the only players over a basically playing more than four games that are over a 60% QSR, those quarterbacks. Now, Rivers, or I'm sorry, Roethlisberger and Andrew Luck are two for three because of injuries. They've been out uh, 67%, but only three games played. At 60%, Tyrod Taylor, Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, Alex Smith. You notice we haven't got to Russell Wilson, Tony Romo, Sam Bradford, Peyton Manning, Matthew Stafford, Ryan uh, Tannehill, all of them 50% or below, 50% or below so far this year. It's going to be interesting if you're relying on some of these quarterbacks. Um, Is it time to panic? Uh, On some of them, maybe. Um, Peyton's the one that scares me the most. I really thought he would get his act together after a few weeks. Again, maybe the Cleveland Browns game will be a wake-up call. But um, the Browns are also bad against the run. Now, if the running game starts rolling, then there's no reason for him to pass. Um, The Browns have been scoring points. I'll give them that. I mean, they scored 27 against uh, San Diego two weeks ago and lost. They scored 33 this past week against Baltimore. So, their actually offense isn't bad right now. So they could put up points, which could force uh, 
obviously Peyton to throw more. Um, they are playing at Cleveland, so um, there's no rain in the forecast of the weekend, um, but it's just supposed to be cool. Typical fall day, uh, mid-40s, mid-50s-ish, um, so should be okay uh, for this weekend. So interesting, like I said, some of these guys really surprising me that they're at this point in the season. I mean, obviously injuries to Tony Romo. Um, and, uh, some of these guys have really hurt, um, you know, them, but, you know, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill is supposed to be on up and come. And I mean, his consistency for the last three years has been improvement every year. They have fired their head coach. There's a certainly a good possibility that maybe this team will turn it around. Uh, you know, this week they get Tennessee after that it's Houston, but then they got new England, Buffalo and at Philly three away games. And Dallas at home, the Jets. So it's not going to get much easier. Maybe the Tennessee game would be a good blowout. Uh, maybe they can rack up a lot of points this week. If they do, you may want to look into trading some of those guys off for maybe somebody that might think that they're uh, heading the right direction. But man, after the Houston game, after Tennessee and Houston, that was of, of, of uh, defenses is not going to make it much easier. Uh, for those boys uh, at that point. So, once again, quarterback situation. You know, I'm not saying you go out and trade Peyton Manning for Blake Bortles, but if you can get Blake Bortles somehow, maybe somebody in your league doesn't realize he's doing really well because maybe they have Aaron Rodgers uh, or Carson Palmer or, you know, somebody like that. Um, you know what? Like I said, Blake Bortles is throwing the ball well. He's got Alan Hearns, Alan Robinson. Uh, the two receivers are doing well. Their defense is weak, so they're throwing the ball a lot to, to keep in to stay in games. And you know, um, I hate to say it, but it might not be a bad idea. I mean, they had Tampa Bay last week for a lot of points. They have Houston this week at home. Buffalo, that's going to be a tough game. They're then they're off on a bye. Then at the Jets, that's going to be rough. Um, but Baltimore's defense is weak. They got Baltimore, Tennessee, San Diego, Tennessee, Indy, Atlanta, New Orleans. I'm not going to lie. Blake Bortles might not be a bad guy to trade for at this point. Um, if if you're looking for a savior at, at quarterback, it gets you at least some consistency at this point. Because Russell Wilson, Kaepernick, Manning, Stafford, these guys aren't doing it. So it certainly may be time, uh, you know, to make that trade. I, I, I'm half tempted in some of my leagues of possibly going after <coughs> him, um, you know, in a trade scenario. So I, at this point, I, I <laughs> it's maybe not a bad idea. Uh, again, like I have uh, uh, Sam Bradford. He's got 92 points. Respectable. He's 14th in total points. Um, you know, Blake Bortles has 112. I mean, that's 20 points higher. And most importantly, he's four for five in quality games. His consistency is there. Um, with the, the uh, schedule he's got up upcoming, May not be a bad idea to to look into some trades. So certainly some some things to think about. So, um, but that's quarterback situation. Like I said, uh, you know tonight we've got Matt Ryan going against Drew Brees. Um, I'm I'm hoping this is a shot. Um, you know I've got quite a few players. I've got Julio Jones uh, in a couple leagues. Really hoping that he's 100% healthy or at least 80%. Other than that, uh, you know, Breeze, Brandon Cooks, um, you know, that's certainly 
got to get get things moving. Brandon Cooks was a high pick, high draft pick from a lot of players out there, but the consistency and and the uh, Drew Brees almost like uh, you know, like I said, he's 19th in total points, but at least he's three for four, so he's been fairly consistent, just not putting up a ton of points every week, but just getting enough to earn a quality game. So basically, over 19 to 20 points a week. So you know, like I said, he's getting by, but he's not great. So. If you're looking on the waiver wires for some quarterbacks who have been earning some quality games, at least for the last couple of weeks, Brian Hoyer is two for two. Jay Cutler is two for two. Bradford's finally kicking in. He's two two for two last two weeks. Josh McCown, like I mentioned, three for three last three weeks. Uh, Joe Flacco, three out of his last four. Um, you know, Philip Rivers, um, like I said, he's four for five. So uh, any of those guys uh, certainly – Worthwhile looking at at this point. All righty. So as we move on to the to the running backs, um, as I mentioned, um, Devontae Freeman. I, I I don't know when this train stops. Um, tonight he goes against the Saints. Their defense is horrible. Uh, so I don't see any reason why he won't earn another quality game tonight. Um, the only thing that could really stop him at this point, um, is Matt Ryan throwing passing touchdowns instead of letting, not that he's letting Freeman run the ball in the end zone. I mean, Freeman's obviously doing what he's supposed to be doing. Um, he's running the ball well, uh, when they get, you know, down to the 20 and closer, He's certainly putting it in the end zone. In the past, they didn't have that running back to put it in the end zone. Steven Jackson slowly got too old, wasn't doing his job. Um, so when they got down within the 10, it was Julio Jones to the left and Roddy White to the right. And it certainly worked out well for them. Uh, so that's been a good good catch for him. So um, obviously he's not a perfect five for five because that first week um, him and Tevin Coleman were kind of um, battling out, sharing carries, and then Coleman gets hurt. And, you know, as they say, the rest is history so far. Um, you know, this is definitely uh, uh, Wally Pip type stuff where a guy goes down. And, you know, but as I mentioned before, Devontae Freeman last year really didn't do anything as a, as a running back. I mean, if I look at his numbers, um, you know, during the year, if I can find him on here. Um, Devontae Freeman, Devontae Freeman. Holy cow. Um, I don't even see him on the list. I know he played last year, right? <laughs> uh, Devontae Freeman, Devontae Freeman, Devontae Freeman. Well, if he did play last year, I don't have him on the list at all. I'm trying to find out where in the world. Um, huh. I thought he played last year. Um, uh, still looking, but I don't think I see him at this point. Devontae Freeman, Devontae Freeman. Uh, I'm still looking, and I still don't see him. Steven Jackson was 7 out of 15, so <clears throat> let's just assume that he wasn't even the top 60 last year at all, um, which is amazing. So, you know, he said he had no consistency. Steven Jackson was there. He wasn't good enough to beat out an aging Steven Jackson, and Yet, out of nowhere, Devontae Freeman now is, you know, putting up numbers that rival the 
days of Priest Holmes when he was super hot and pulling off touchdowns. I mean, he's got seven touchdowns in three games. Uh, just amazing. And uh, guys who have, you know, have had him on the roster have certainly been benefiting. Uh, most of the guys in my league so far that are undefeated or near the top um, have Devontae Freeman on their team. Um, mostly because they drafted him probably in the, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh round, um, already had a loaded team. Um, but like I said, it's, uh, it's certainly been interesting to this point. So as I mentioned this past week, um, Doug Martin actually kind of came out of the blue, uh, and actually led all running backs with 36 points. Um, Devontae Freeman was second. So first time in actually three weeks, he hasn't been first, but he was second. So. Nothing to be disappointed about. Um, nice to see Justin Forsett kind of coming out of the woodwork. Again, he played the Browns, so you know we'll see how he continues to do. Uh, DeMarco Murray finally kicked it in again, 25 points. Shane Vereen, 25. Deion Lewis, as I mentioned, uh, you know, with 23 points. Thomas Rawls uh, from Seattle uh, might have been his last full week. Uh, he might share some carries this week with Marshawn Lynch. Of course, Le'Veon Bell, Matt Forte, some of the usuals. Uh, Aaron Foster kicked it in a little bit this week, so he's getting back in the flow for the you guys that uh, were uh, hoping for him to start playing better. Ryan Matthews actually snuck in with 18 points this week for the for the Eagles. Uh, Marcel Reese from Oakland with 18.5. Uh, um, Marcel Reese, you know, hasn't been doing too bad. Got two back-to-back weeks uh, with quality games. Uh, T.J. Yeldon, Darren McFadden from Dallas, Isaiah Crowell, as I mentioned, Carlos Hyde, Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley back in there again, Frank Gore, Giovanni Bernard, uh, Antonio Edwards from Tennessee. That is back-to-back quality games for him. So if you're looking for a sleeper out there, maybe to start picking up, maybe to put on your bench for a while, uh, certainly look at him. Duke Johnson from Cleveland, start to become more of a PPR back. Darren Sproles kind of guy. <coughs> again, Cleveland. Always playing from behind. Danny Woodhead, Andre Ellington, um, et cetera, down the road. Um, basically, there were three Arizona running backs on this list this week. Chris Johnson, David Johnson, and um, Andre Ellington. All of them in their own unique way. Duke Johnson only had like three or four carries, but he had two touchdowns. So he made it. Chris Johnson had like 70 yards rushing and three catches. So that's how he made it. And Giovanni Bernard, I think, had like three carries, but he had a 61-yard touchdown run. And so that got him enough points. So three quality games out of the uh, the wide re- or out of the running backs from Arizona this week. Some of the guys on the bad list this week, some guy obviously we all know about Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles obviously tore his ACL out for the year. Um, so best of luck to him. I've had a torn ACL. I know how that feels. Uh, Mark Ingram. Uh, first quality game he missed. Uh, Latavius Murray uh, down this week, which is surprising. Denver's got a pretty good defense, so um, they held him in check. C.J. Anderson, just Amir Abdullah, Ronnie Hillman, and Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill's been, we want to talk about a very inconsistent player this year. He's two for five in quality games, um, but he's 12, 27 in total points. So he's almost close to an RB2. But one game, he'll have two touchdowns and look like he's back. And then the next week, like this past week, he has <coughs> – excuse me, only has <coughs> – only scores three and a half points. So not a good week for him. So that's this week's uh, running backs and uh, coming in uh, for quality games and ones that didn't. 
as we look at the quality games or basically the QSR, the, the year to date consistency, um, there are a few, there are basically three, we'll, we'll go with four running backs who have played in at least three games or more and have had earned a quality game in all of them. Le'Veon Bell is uh, sixth in total points and he's only played in three games. That tells you how good he is. Um, Carlos Williams is four for four. He got hurt, did not play last week, but actually was four for four in quality games. Uh, Deion Lewis had a bye week. Uh, he's fifth in total points. Uh, and Giovanni Bernard uh, is five for five in quality games in a PPR format. Um, as I mentioned before, and as I mentioned in the book, this is one of the guys that I was promoting as a, as a good undervalue pick, mostly because in a PPR format, he gets most of the balls out of the backfield. And uh, he may not get the touchdowns, but he certainly gets – you know those uh, those catches uh, on third down when they're when they're playing from behind, um, and sometimes he gets the goal line rushes as well, just because it keeps people kind of in check. But five or five in quality games, so it's hard to argue. Um, there are one, two, three, four, six players at four for five, so an eighty percent QSR, which is really nothing to be disappointed in. Devontae Freeman, of course, is there. Uh, he threw the first five games has 136 and a half points. Second place is Jamal Charles at 105. Uh, third place is at 90. So basically with Jamal Charles out, the gap between the top active running back and the second active running back is 46 points, almost 50 points. Uh, that's amazing to believe that he can be at that level. So, um, so again, Devontae Freeman, just, uh, playing like crazy out there. Um, so, uh, again, going back to the four for five, Jamar Charles was four for five. Of course, now with his injury, um, he's done for the season. Uh, Matt Forte is uh four for five. He's third in total points. Uh, again, one of the guys that I promoted, um, you know, to draft as a guy who's just always consistent. Doesn't matter what's going on. Doesn't matter what, uh, what league you're playing in, but if you're in a PPR format, Matt Forte, just always always one of the most consistent players. Mark Ingram, uh, four for five. Uh, like I said, just missed his first uh, check-in or uh, quality game this year. Danny Woodhead at four for five, uh, one of my favorites that I had picked this year. Uh, David Johnson filling in, doing a nice job. He's getting the touchdowns when he's not getting the yards, and he's four for five also in quality games. And um, – has uh, 16 point or he's uh, ranked 16th in total points. Two players at three for four, 75%, uh, and that is Adrian Peterson and Demarco Murray. So both of them, um, you know, missed a game uh, or you know had a bye week. So those two guys, um, 75%. After that, we're in 60% and below. Um, and some of the guys that are just not pulling in good numbers at all. Marshawn Lynch, one for three. Um, Amir Abdullah, who everybody was in love with after his big run, big couple of games in preseason, uh, not getting the job done as well. Uh, two for five in quality games. Melvin Gordon, a very high pick. Uh, second round, third round pick for a lot of teams. Uh, uh, was that uh, He's also two for five. Jeremy Hill, two for five. Um, after that, Eddie Lacy, three for five. Ryan Matthews, three for five. Um, Frank Gore, three for five. Carlos Hyde, Justin Forsett, uh, Latavius Murray, 
um, all of those guys at, at three for five. So 60%, it's not fantastic. Um, it's good if that's your RB2, your flex, but if it's your RB1, then uh, you're probably probably struggling a little bit. So, um, all right, so let's take a look at uh, some possible players out there that you might be able to get off the waiver wire. Um, some guys that have put up maybe back-to-back -back quality games or three straight. Um, as I mentioned, Charles Sims uh, has put up um, about two, two out of the last three. Uh, Duke Johnson, two straight. Todd Gurley, two straight. Todd Gurley's probably on a lot of teams. TJ Yeldon was drafted. He's finally gotten actually uh, two out of the last three, three out of the last four as well. Uh, Theo Riddick, two out of three. Uh, Ryan Matthews, two out of three. Chris Johnson, three straight. Uh, Rashad Jennings, two straight. Uh, Frank Gore, three straight. So he's finally kind of kicking in. Uh, he started off a little slow, but they're starting to get him more involved. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Isaiah Crowell and also Justin Forsett, uh, three out of the last four as well. So all of those guys sitting out there, they may be available, may not, but uh, certainly somebody worth looking at. Oh, another one to throw out there if you're in a PPR format. Uh, two out of the last three for Chris Thompson out of Washington. Uh, he's kind of the Darren Sproles uh, kind of back in Washington right now with Matt Jones and uh, – Alfred Moore is kind of uh, sharing the uh, power carries, if you will, uh, at this point. So uh, still waiting for Chris and Rick, Rick Flieger, Rick Briggs, and Nick Figarelli to be calling in, but uh, we will keep going here. Uh, we've talked about now the quarterbacks and the running backs, and uh, let's move on to wide receivers. So uh, as we head into week six, um, last week, um, we had some uh, impressive showings from some guys. DeAndre Hopkins, nice uh, nice week, number one overall, 27.9 points. Allen Robinson from Jacksonville. Andre Johnson finally got kind of in the flow. Um, I think that's back-to-back -back quality games for him. Um, obviously, the older veteran player likes his, his liked more by the older veteran quarterback and Matt Hasselback. Uh, Andrew Luck should be back this week and uh, is looking healthy, so should be fine. Odell Beckham, uh, Anquan Bolden, Alan Hearns, as I mentioned before, uh, certainly having a very good year so far. Uh, Julian Edelman, Brandon, Brandon Cooks was back in the in the mix. Uh, Marquise Wilson for uh, Chicago uh, coming in there. Uh, kind of a surprise in New Orleans right now um, is um, everybody, I, I, and I was expecting this too, is like with Jimmy Graham leaving, Brandon Cooks kind of being number one there, we expected. I was really thinking that Marquise Colson would get a little more involved in the offense again, um, but it's obviously very <laughs> um, obvious that uh, he's got Reggie Wayne disease from last year. He's just not getting open. They're, uh, he's not getting open for Breeze to throw the ball to him. And so uh, they're now relying on a young guy named Willie Sneed, undrafted uh, free agent. Looking good. He kind of reminds me of a of a Julian Edelman. Um, you know, kind of small but stocky, quick, gets open. You know, great hands. Uh, he's looked super so far. Certainly, uh, uh, we'll have to keep an eye on him tonight and see if that uh, that sticks around. But uh, at this point, uh, you know, certainly uh, we'll uh, we're going to rely that uh, Willie Sneed's going to continue to do well. Jalen Strong from Houston, uh, kind of a newbie. Uh, Josh Huff, speaking of newbies, 
Um, if you remember from a few weeks ago, Wayne McCreary uh, from Fantasy Sports Warehouse was on the show. And we talked. He talked about this Josh Huff kid as somebody who's going to stretch the field a little bit more. Um, they were kind of hoping it would be Nelson Aguilar, but Nelson Aguilar isn't doing that. Josh Huff did this past week uh, and uh, had 17 points, 17.8 points. So certainly look for him. Uh, again, waiver wire pickup uh, certainly might be worth going out there and get. Lance Moore for Detroit. Basically, his points all came at the end of the game. They were way behind, um, and, and they had benched Calvin Johnson, a lot of the starters. And so Lance Moore kind of made those points up from that. John Brown, nice to see him in the mix. Larry Fitzgerald won 15 and 16. Uh, Jamison Crowder is also a new name coming out of Washington, uh, kind of filling in for Deshaun Jackson. Uh, him and Pierre Garçon have, uh, you know, have, are out there now, so certainly uh, keep an eye on him as well. Uh, Golden Tate for Detroit, Jeremy Macklin, Ty Montgomery, James Jones. Uh, I think, again, kind of going back, I think Randall Cobb may be – I'm not going to say he's going to be sitting out soon, but he's not healthy. Um, it's obvious this past week he only scored five points while uh, Ty Montgomery and James Jones both scored almost 16. So, um, A.J. Green, uh, T.Y. Hilton, Dwayne Harris from the Giants, uh, Cleveland with uh, at least two guys in there, three guys in there, uh, Andrew Hawkins, Travis Benjamin, and Taylor Gabriel all had quality games this past week. Uh, Mark Jones, Tavon Austin, Julio Jones squeaked in at 11.70, but hey, at least he earned it, and so did Calvin Johnson. Some big names that didn't earn quality games this past week, Demarius Thomas, uh, Jordan Matthews, Amari Cooper, Pierre Garçon, Antonio Brown for the second week in a row. If it isn't obvious that Mike (laughs) Vick is not... Ben Roethlisberger, by any stretch of the imagination, just look at Antonio Brown's numbers. Um, he put up 35 straight quality games over the past two-plus seasons, uh, two seasons and then the first uh, three games of this year. But now that Mike Vick's been quarterbacking, he hasn't earned one in the past two weeks. Um, and it's sad, too, because I don't understand why Mike Vick wouldn't be looking for him almost every play, but he's obviously not. Uh, Mike Evans, Randall Cobb, Vincent Jackson also did not earn quality games. So some pretty big names there. I mean, I think we know why some of them didn't, uh, but we also know why why we also don't know why some of them did. So uh, certainly keep we'll keep an eye on that as well. Um, so as we look at um, the year-to-date numbers uh, for wide receiver, there are four wide receivers who are a perfect five-for-five five in quality games through the first uh, four weeks. Larry Fitzgerald leads all of them with 120 points, and he's ranked second in total points. Uh, A.J. Green is sixth in total points, five for five. Alan Hearns, not Alan Robinson, Alan Hearns is a perfect five for five. So, uh, like I said, he may be sitting out there. Somebody maybe in a 10-team league, he might still be available, maybe not. Travis Benjamin, five for five. Julian Edelman, four for four. And Brandon Marshall at four for four, and Jarvis Landry at four for four. So, four guys at five for five, um, three guys at four for four. Um, I think the biggest surprise is that um, there's no Antonio Brown, there's no Julio Jones, there's no Demarius Thomas, there's no, I mean, I can go on and on. The only 
big name first round pick. Um, there isn't any. I mean, AJ Green was not a first round pick as he's been in the past, so uh, he's certainly not. So, all right, we got a caller. Let's see who this is. Hello, out there. Hey, Bob, it's Nick. How you doing? Hey, Nick, how's it going? Thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, well, I don't know if you heard, but there is some uh, breaking news in the fantasy sports community that may require some attention. So if you don't mind me breaking it uh, here on your show. Well, the state of Nevada has ordered that daily daily fantasy sports sites, uh, FanDuel and DraftKings, are illegal, and they are to shut down immediately. Holy cow. Yep, and it's not not a hoax, ladies and gentlemen. This is the truth. The Nevada Gaming Commission, as well as the Attorney General of Nevada, have come out out and stated that, and they have to apply for licenses to run their uh, wares in the state of Nevada. Wow, that is huge. Um, (laughs) Wow. Uh, thank you for bringing that to uh, our attention. Yeah, I obviously have been on the air since seven, and uh, that is that is big news. Um, there is obviously a lot of money uh, both being made by those organizations and being made by people out there. Um, wow, that's yeah, that's that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be some big stuff for a while. So, but uh, thank you, Nick, for bringing that up. Man, that's uh, wow. That's that's it's gonna be interesting. Um, I kind of wondered after this whole thing came out and there was questions of who did what and this one guy from FanDuel, I forget which one it was, but got in some inside information and used it and won some money on another site. And, you know, all of it seemed kind of legit. But as soon as you start questioning things where uh, there's a lot of money being made, um, one little glitch yeah, it can can certainly set off a firestorm and it's appears that it has so we'll certainly be uh keeping an eye on that scenario uh going forward but thank you for that information um no nick we haven't talked in a while how's things been going with you uh, things are going really well uh in case people don't know um why don't you tell them about who you are and i think you're syndicated in like what 2000 uh sites now or well, countries? i wouldn't I don't go know. that everywhere man. i wouldn't go that far i wouldn't go that far <laughs> but my name for all those that don't know me my name is nick Ficarelli. i am the mad scientist of sports i have a small radio podcast called the mad scientist sports lab which is syndicate which is live every saturday night from 10 p.m to midnight eastern time and i do happen to be syndicated on a few networks one of them happens to be right here on the asylum sports network and for all those that don't know uh, my podcast won the online media award at the uh, Water Fan Conference in Orlando, Florida, on Labor Day weekend. Uh, Waterfan.com. For those that don't know, it's uh, what do you call it? for the fans and by the fans. It was voted on by actual football fans, not a committee, not anything like that. Um, in which I actually bested people like Dennis Farrell, Danny Thompson, and other luminaries. Uh, in the uh, online media business, so uh, I congratulations. Yeah, they're well deserved too, Nick. I I was really proud to even say that. I you know I'm like I know this guy. He won. That's awesome. I was yeah. on his show once. <laughs> so congratulations. I know. Uh, what do you call? Nick. No I, I still I still can't believe it. I, I still think it's. I still think that it, I, that 
it's a dream that I'm gonna wake up yeah. one day and be like, Yeah, hey, you what do you call it? you're not no award winning podcast <laughs> or anything like that. So yeah. what do you call it? But hey, at least we well, I guess it, I get to keep it real, though, so, which is nice. Yeah, no, and, and I think it shows um, for anybody who hasn't had a chance to listen, uh, Nick not only does a great job, uh, but he gets great guests. I mean, you pull in some of the best, uh, and, and you, you pull from everywhere. It's not just fantasy football. You, you're pulling people from everywhere in every sports scenario, uh, scenario and, and others, and, and I think that's what makes it fresh. Um, it's a great show for for the folks out there who haven't downloaded and listened to it, put it on your podcast stream to download every week. You really don't want to miss it. Uh, it is one of the best shows, and, and I, I know why you won, Nick, and there's no question. Um, and, and, again, it, it shows what hard work means. Um, you know, I'm just like you. I've been doing this for 12 years now writing, and, you know, and I sometimes have to pinch myself and go, wow, I was invited to be in the Fantasy League of Expert League, and went to New Jersey and got to draft with all the big names from ESPN. And, you know, so I get it. I know. Uh, you I know, wanted to congratulate I, I re- you on that because it was uh, pretty big stuff that you were at Mammoth Race. You were at uh, Mammoth Race Track. Yeah. I did hard working up in Well, hopefully Nick will get back. Hopefully we'll get Nick back here in a minute. Um, not sure what happened. We somehow lost him. So, and I'm trying to uh, send Chris Heal the phone number here so he can call in. And as soon as I get this sent to him, hopefully. Oh my goodness. Um, Whoa. Hello? Hello? Nick, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. What do you call okay. uh, For some reason, it started breaking up and everything like that. So, I get what do you call I figured I'd jump off and jump back on. Sorry if I caused uh, any action uh, right then and there. But uh, I was no going to say to you, congratulations on your thing because you were at Monmouth County Racetrack. And you yep. were at the uh, big fantasy football, the big fantasy football weekend there, doing the draft. And uh, I was like, really, really uh, happy for you. I was like, Thank you. I know him, Bob Long. I know him. <laughs> he's drafting with. Wait, he's drafting with the guys from FanDuel, from DraftKings, ESPN, Yahoo. Yeah. I know this guy. <laughs> so what do you? No, call that's it? cool. Hey, yeah, no, like you said, and it's 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 the same feeling. I mean, you know, I haven't won any awards, and I'm not sure if I ever will, but. Just being recognized um, to, you know, and to be included in that, again, is kind of almost like winning an award, you know, because it's special. It, it means you have the respect of your peers that you can compete with them. And so it meant a lot, and I appreciate that as well. So, all right, well, yep. I don't know how long you got, but let, let's talk a little fantasy football. But let, sure, let me throw out this scenario. Okay. What in the world is happening in the fantasy football world? I mean, well, I wrote let me down just tonight. Tell you something. Let me just tell you something. Week five was probably the oddest, craziest, nuttiest fantasy football week anybody could ever have. When your top running backs were 
when your top when your top running backs were Doug Mar was Doug Martin. One of your top quarterbacks was Josh McCown. Yes. Your wide yes. receivers was Will were Sne- guys like Will Sneed uh, right. or someone like that. Alan I mean, Hearns. It was, Alan Hearns. Yeah, <laughs> Alan Hearns. It was almost as if I was sitting there. I was I was sitting there going, "Thank God I don't do." Thank God I don't do DFS, DFS because if I did, if oh, I did no, DFS, yeah. I think I would have dropped a lot of money because I would have been taking all the big names and everything like that. And yeah. I got to say, it's kind of sort of refreshing, though, because, you know, you're getting points if you're in, like, deep leagues and stuff like that. If you're in deep leagues right. and you have to, like, draft, like, you know, you really have to, like, draft from the bottom. You know, not I wouldn't say the bottom of the barrel, but you really have to, like, delve into the stats and everything like that and take a guy like Alan Hurds or you're stuck taking a guy like Josh McCown or you're stuck, you know, your, your second running back is um, – is, uh, Danny Woodhead. Uh, is, yeah, yeah, Danny Woodhead or, or someone of that nature. Right. It's almost as it. It's almost as if that you know you did your homework, and which right. is a be- which is actually a beautiful thing. It re- it really is. That's why right. sometimes, that's why I love season long. I love right. like the scouring the waiver wire. I love doing stuff like that because you never know when you're gonna have a week <laughs> like week five yeah. <laughs> in, in the NFL. <laughs> well, I I I said at the beginning of the show. I said if you drafted. This starting lineup at the beginning, like in August, and you're starting, you drafted as your number one quarterback, Andy Dalton, as your two running backs, uh, uh, Giovanni Bernard and Deion Lewis, or I'm sorry, Devontae Freeman and, and Deion Lewis or Giovanni Bernard. You drafted at wide receiver Alan Hearns, Travis Benjamin, and Larry Fitzgerald. Tight end was Jordan Reed. You would have been laughed out of your own fantasy draft, and right now you would be five and up. You, no, 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 no. See, if you drafted <laughs> a team like that, you had no business being in a fantasy draft because you, were you would have been laughed, stoned, or both. Stoned, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but what do you call? It? But it, this is why it's a beautiful thing in right. fantasy football because the guys you just named are guys that are putting up numbers on a week-in, week-out basis, whether it's based on, you know, luck, whether it's based on talent, whether it's based on they're taking advantage of injuries on their own team, or what right. what, what, what have you. And right. that team you just mentioned could have possibly, could possibly right now be a top three team in season-long fantasy football. Yes, it is yeah. mind-boggling. Yes, it right. is mind-boggling. I will give you that. But, right. you know, but then what you got to do, what you do, this is why, like I say, you do your homework. You look at Alan Hearns. You're like, you know, when this guy's healthy, here's the amount of points he can give you a week. And now he's healthy. And look at what he's doing. Right. You look at Jordan Reed, the same thing. You look at Travis Benjamin, the luck. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest with you. Nobody was drafting Travis Benjamin until the injuries took place, and now look. And now you look at what he's doing, and you're like, okay, yeah, right. that works. I mean, hey, Nick, I don't want to interrupt you, someone... but go ahead. Okay. 
No, I know someone that picked up Banridge this week, this this past week for week five. Oh, the tight end, Banridge. Yeah. yeah. And what? And it was just almost as if why? I I was I was like, who the hell is this guy? And then week five, <laughs> I look at his number. What do you call? And look at the numbers he puts up for week five. And the guy that was behind me in points, in uh, in in uh, receiving points, leapfrogs me because of this one guy. And I'm like, yeah, right, right. okay. Yeah, All right, I'm going to interrupt I, you because I think we got Chris Hill on the line. Hold on a minute. Chris, is that you? Yeah, Jersey in the house here, guys. Got a question. How you doing? Oh, hey, how you doing, Nick? I guess we got hey, we got a caller in for a question. Go ahead. What's your question? Fantasy yeah, league. I got to win this one. By the way, I'm I'm four and one. I got to get a win. Um, I got what's going on to buy? Uh, St. Louis. The Titan defense is available, which is going at home against Miami, and you also you have which is giving me 17 points. It says, or you have the Vikings going against Kansas City. Who do you think is a good pickup? I just need a one-week plug-and-play. And, you know, he also the Falcons are, but I don't know about the Falcons going against New Orleans and New Orleans. You never know with New Orleans. I did pick him up last Yeah, game. you never know. Those those uh, divisional rivalries can always get ugly. Nick, what right. are your thoughts uh, whether you pick up the Tennessee Titans defense or the Vikings defense? Yeah, I would pick up the Vikings defense for the sheer fact of a couple of factors. One, the Vikings are coming off a bye week, so you know they're very well rested. Defense is defense is ninety five percent healthy. Secondly, you look at Kansas City to lose Jamal Charles for the year. You lose your main cog, which basically means that they're going by running back by committee. And let's be honest, Alex Smith scares nobody. The wide right. receiving core once a good once again scares nobody. I mean, right now you're going to bracket down on on, Tra- on Travis Kelsey if you were uh, if you're an opposing defense right now. I got to tell you, I think the Vikings would be a smart pickup this week. I wouldn't be surprised. And, and the Vikings are playing at home too, points. which I think will be big. Yeah. But they'll probably pick yeah, up I would agree. I'm going to I'm going to go with Nick for sure on this. In fact, I was that was pretty much going Vikings as well. So yeah, you got two votes for Vikings. All right, I'll definitely. Do that. And last question in my PPR league, um, I got Amari Cooper on a buy. Man, I got Foster, I got Bell, I got Deion Lewis. Dude, he's my flex. I kind of got Amari Aiken in there, you know, the guy from Baltimore, and I got Travis Benjamin. Now, I did pick up on a waiver wire, Sammy Watkins. Now, he's got a different quarterback in there. We don't know. He hasn't played in a couple weeks because uh, Cooper's on a bye and Devontae Adams is hurt. So, between Watkins at the PPR leg, Travis Benjamin going against a tough Denver defense with a leave and stuff, and then you got Baltimore guy, you know, uh, Aiken. Out of those three, which would you go? I mean, I don't know if Steve Smith's playing or not, but he's been heavily targeted. But Well, Travis Benjamin is a perfect 5-for-5 five five in PPR scoring so far this year. Um, yes, they're playing Denver. I got to believe, though, that, um, you know, they've been putting up – the Browns have been putting up some decent numbers. Uh, yeah. Josh McCown was the leading <laughs> quarterback last week. Uh, go figure. But, um, you know, I guess – you know, Kamar Aiken has also has put up back-to-back quality games as well, and uh, he's kind of becoming a little bit loved by Joe Flacco. Uh, so I, I think if I had to lean, I think I would go toward Aiken just because Baltimore is going against San Francisco, uh, and that's obviously a much weaker defense than the Browns playing against Denver. What are your thoughts, Nick? Well, you got to understand, I'm going to shy away from both Aiken and Benjamin this week. A, because Benjamin, I really do like the Denver secondary. I think they're going to shut down the Browns. I think they're really going to shut down the Browns' offense. And two, Steve Smith will be coming back this week. And you know Steve Smith has that rapport. 
that he has with Joe Flacco. So that may may eat into Aiken's numbers. I got to go with Sammy Watkins. Now I know Sammy's coming off an injury, missed the last he's missed the last couple of weeks, but you know it's, he brings that vertical dimension that the Bills sorely miss. And remember, you still were doing this without Lashawn McCoy. You're doing right. this with like 75% of Carlos Williams, and there is the possibility. Now there is a possibility that Tyrod Taylor may not be playing this week because he might have might not be playing this week because he's got a sore shoulder. So that's something right. to keep to keep to keep in mind. But if but if Taylor is if Taylor is your quarterback, then I would definitely go with Sammy Watkins. I think Sammy Watkins this week will okay. have it. Will, and will then I'll be one of game. the other two. I'll meet Benjamin or. Aiken because I got Amari Cooper on a buy. I can't play Devontae Adams because he's hurt. But they uh, did say out of the other two, then, then, then if that's the case, then out of the other two, I would take Tra- I would personally take Travis Benjamin. Okay. All right. There you that's go. What I to, to do. Thanks, guys. Hey, last thing right. in the conflict, Junior's got uh, Matt, uh, Ryan in this week, and he did, and he also has Dalton. Who would you go with? Like he got the weekly high 187 points without playing Dalton last week. Would have put up David Ryan's Matt Ryan this week, or you'd take a chance on Dalton because he's going to have his down game eventually. Matt, uh, Matt Ryan had a down game last week. Do you like Ryan or do you like um, uh, Dalton? Well, it all depends on if it all depends for me if Julio Jones is playing tonight. I mean, it looks yeah, like he's, he's playing. It looks like he's active from what I'm seeing on the TV now. Well, if he's active, then you keep Ryan and then you're starting in your starting line. Yeah, I would say, very, yeah. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Poor, very, okay. very poor. Uh, and defense. Dalton's going into Buffalo, and they're, they have a very tough defense there in Buffalo. And I'd be kind of worried, as you mentioned, of him finally having a down week. This might be the week for it. So, uh, yeah, Ryan, I think, against the Saints is a good yep. call. Yep, because Ryan took his crappery last week. Dalton is due for one, you know what I mean? So, I think yeah. Ryan bounced. Back Labman, my link, but I Junior wanted to know. Hey guys, I really appreciate it. I'll talk to you guys on Sunday. I appreciate everything again. Best of luck to you guys and appreciate the quick uh, advice. Take care, guys. How's it going? All right. Thanks, Thank man. You. Thanks a lot, guys. Hey, right. Bob, I gotta, unfortunately, I must depart because I gotta go take care of the kitties and everything like no that. No problem. No but, problem. Thanks for coming on, but, Nick, uh, once again. Uh, congratulations on your award. Uh, tell everybody about your show again and your Twitter and. Uh, where they can find you and where they can get your downloads uh, from your podcast every week. Sure. Uh, once again, it's the Mad Scientist Sports Lab. It's live from Blog Talk Radio every Saturday night from 10 p.m. to midnight. Uh, what do you call it? If you can't listen to me live, you can download my show directly from the from the uh, Asylum Sports Network. So, uh, Bob, again, thank you so much, and we'll definitely talk to you soon, okay? All right, buddy. Thanks again. Once again, Nick Ficarelli. Of the Mad Scientist Lab, Nick, thank you for being here and uh, being a part of the, the Asylum Sports Night. I'm still waiting for some other Asylum guests out there. I'm not sure what happened to Flager and Briggs or Chris Hill. Chris said he was going to call in. I sent him the number and haven't heard from him. So uh, we'll keep holding out for those guys to call in at some point. So uh, uh, let's go back to uh, what we were talking about, which was, obviously, uh, the uh, – wide receivers as we had mentioned earlier so let's go back to the wide receivers um we had mentioned i think we we're going to talk about uh some of the guys who uh maybe could be good wa- waiver wire pickups um we talked with our jersey mike there uh he needed some help there um once again some guys out there starting to uh, come out of come out of hiding uh not big names again bye weeks are coming some big bye weeks are coming 
or you're going to need some backup. So um, as I mentioned before, some of the guys that had quality games this past week, but now have back-to-back. Uh, Mohamed Sanu has two straight. Dwayne Harris, I mentioned from the Giants, has two straight. Um, obviously filling in, um, you know, being the guy um, there in New York outside of Odell Beckham. Jamison Crowder in Washington has put up two straight quality games. Tavon Austin, Willie Sneed. Uh, Willie Sneed actually has three out of his last four. Uh, so, again, might be a great pickup if you can get him uh, tonight before the game. Uh, Jeremy Macklin, three straight, probably on most people's teams. But, hey, you never know. Uh, Marvin Jones, three out of four on his team. Ted Ginn, three out of four. Uh, actually, three for three, and then he had a bye week last week. So, uh, again, kind of becoming a personal favorite of Cam Newton. Brandon Cook's getting hot. John Brown, back-to-back quality games. Uh, Kamir Aiken, which we talked about with Jersey Mike there. Um, two straight plus three out of his last four. So certainly has become, again, a favorite with Joe Flacco. Um, I would have learned – I would have leaned that way versus Travis Benjamin. But as I mentioned, Travis Benjamin, perfect five for five. Hard to argue with that. Uh, so there's some of the guys that could be on your waiver wires, could be coming up here as some nice uh, pickups. So uh, certainly uh, keep uh, keep an ear uh, or an eye open for those guys on your waiver wires as you're heading into the week. So, all right, let's talk about some um, tight ends here. And uh, first off, I was just checking my emails, trying to see what uh, what is up uh, um, with these guys. Um, are you calling in? That's what I'm typing. <laughs> um. um so we're sending a little email here to Chris, and we're going to add uh, Flieger and Briggs. Not sure what happened to those boys. Um, so we sent an email back to them. They were supposed to be coming on here, and uh, they forgot. I know Chris didn't because he asked me what the phone number was, so we'll see. Um, so let's talk about tight ends. Uh, tight ends, not the most consistent players of the big four, but uh, it's always good to find one that is. Um, obviously this past week we, uh, saw the reemergence of Antonio Gates, uh, missed the first four weeks, uh, with his, uh, suspension, but didn't miss a beat, came in and became the number one tight end this past week with 30.2 points. Um, the interesting thing with Darius Green still earned a quality game. He had 10 points, five catches, 50 yards. Don't give up on the Darius Green because Gates is back. Um, you got to remember right now they're down wide receiver wise. Um, they have Keenan Allen and everybody else is hurt. Stevie Johnson is hurt. Uh, Malcolm Floyd's hurt. Uh, so they're down to basically their fourth wide receiver. Um, so they used a lot of two uh, tight end sets last week with green and Gates in there. And it worked out very well. And, uh, you know, they lost the game at the end, but, uh, uh, basically, they were in that for most of it, and that was because of those two guys. Uh, Tyler Eifert, uh, perfect five for five, or uh, yeah, four for five for the year, so not perfect, but four for five. Another one, Gary Barnage. We talked a little bit about this with Nick Ficarelli here just a few minutes ago. Uh, this guy's on fire. He's put up three straight quality games. Uh, he is now uh, one of the uh, year-to-date um, uh, tight ends. Uh, his total points has him right up there. I mean, he's now... Um, Third in total points. Three straight quality games, but third in total points. Amazing. <laughs> uh, Larry Donnell, quality game. Brent Selleck, not Zach Ertz. I think we can pretty much say Zach Ertz is dead. So I think we got a caller. Let's see who we got. Who do we have out there? 
Hello, guys. How's it going? Who is this, Chris? Yep, it's Chris. Hey, finally. You haven't heard? You don't know what up with Flieger and Briggs tonight, do you? They were the ones who were kind of like, yeah, this is a really great idea. We'd love to be on it. <laughs> they haven't responded to any emails, so I don't know. Hope everything's okay. Um, so how's it that's, going? That's just how they are. They're here one minute, they're gone the next. They're very secretive. I think they're on some kind of witness protection program. Um, <laughs> so, so Chris, uh, Nick Figarelli <laughs> was on a little bit ago, um, and we were talking, and I'm going to throw out this question to you. Now, I know you do sports rants on Monday night, 7 o'clock. Is that the time? Uh, just kind of whenever I get around to it, honestly. Okay. So, but but you're on Monday night, so that's good. Um, yep. yep. Obviously, how many fantasy football leagues are you playing? Uh, thirty plus. Thirty plus. Here, I thought I was bad at seventeen. All right, thirty plus. <laughs> so, my question to you is, very bluntly, what the hell is going on in the fantasy football world right now? The guys who are at the top of the league in consistency and even total points, but I'll give them, I'm just going consistency. Are right now these guys are all 100% consistent in the various scoring method, PPR scoring method, four points passing touchdown quarterback scoring method. These are your top perfectly consistent players. And Andy Dalton, Carson Palmer is two quarterbacks. Giovanni Bernard, Dion Lewis, um, and Carlos Williams, who, until he got hurt. All perfect. Larry Fitzgerald, Alan Hearns, Travis Benjamin, Jason Witten, and Jordan Reed, and Ladarius Green, actually, um, heading into this past week, he still earned another quality game. They're all perfect. All of them. If you drafted those players in a draft in August as your main starters, you would have been drug tested or taken to jail for some kind of of drug-enhancing use of some kind. And yet, right now, if you had that team and you were starting those players, you'd probably be 4-1 and one or 5-0. and oh. But if you had guys yeah. like <laughs> Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson, LaShawn McCoy, um, Frank Gore, I mean, I can go on and on with the guys who are not performing – at top levels, what is going on? <laughs> what in the world is That's happening? That's a great question. Actually, <laughs> and this is kind of funny you mentioned it, is every year about this time, I look back at my rankings from the beginning of the season, and right. I buy, I always buy one or two magazines, and I do it so I can look back at what you know why they wrote up this certain guy. And I was actually looking at it tonight. Um, it was USA Today's, and this is not a bash on them. I mean, it's... It is what it is. It's just it's everyone's predictions, different things like that. And I was looking at it, and they had Matt Forte, number one running back. They had Le'Veon Bell, number 10 running back. And I was looking through the tight ends, and this is what I thought was maybe the funniest part is number 29 tight end was Tyler Eifert on their list. It was, you know, some mm-hmm. some things are hard to call. Some things are, are right. you know, you can see them more clearly now that the season's begun. But it's just one of those things. I like, I like to go back and try to read up why was I so high on maybe a person like C.J. Anderson. 
You know, maybe he's having a rough start. Maybe he'll turn it around. And I sometimes you have to kind of read into this. So maybe you can buy players like him that are low. Mm-hmm. Maybe you, you can buy a player like Eddie Lacy who has his stocks or stock has just plummeted. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny that you said that because it's it's so true that there's all these guys that have emerged that it's just baffling. And you exactly like you said, if you were to draft someone like Andy Dalton in like the fourth round, oh yeah, someone, <laughs> if someone would have came up, smacked you, and said get right. get out of this draft. Well, so, I yeah, can tell I find you, it funny, but yeah, I can tell you in a number of my leagues that I am starting my backup quarterback that I drafted and my two backup running backs that I drafted in a number of leagues. And the reason why is my backup quarterback in almost every one of my leagues was Carson Palmer, and my backup running backs were Giovanni Bernard and Danny Woodhead. And I am now starting those guys as my main starters because in those leagues I had either Peyton Manning um, or – Drew Brees as my quarterbacks or Matt Ryan as my quarterbacks. Um, they haven't been very consistent. Palmer's perfect. Um, and some of the other leagues on the running back side, I had guys like Eddie Lacy, uh, Justin Forsett, Jer- uh, Lamar Miller as my main starters. And, and they're just not doing a good job. And so I got to win. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get salvage every victory I have, like you said, hoping that these guys will come back and be the top players I expected them to be. But right now I can't, I can't take that chance. Um, so until they prove that they're healthy again, like Justin Forsett came back this week again, he played the Browns. That never hurts anybody, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, Antonio Brown, I, you know, I thought was, there was no way Antonio Brown could ever not be earn a quality game every week. I, what I forgot about is what happens if Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt. <laughs> and right. now I'm two, two straight weeks. He's, been under 10 points so he was perfect for 35 straight two seasons plus the first three games 35 straight piece of cake always there mr consistency can't lose perfect guy nope ben roethlisberger gets hurt mike vick forgot that antonio brown plays for his team and throws it to everybody else and his mother i don't know what in the world he's doing but somebody needs to bitch at mike vick and tell him that antonio brown plays for his team um so I mean, it's just amazing. You know, injuries are injuries. I get that, but but then you know that effect of quarterbacks on wide receivers and that kind of stuff. I mean, Matthew Stafford has been horrible. Uh, Peyton Manning has been horrible. Um, you know, Bradford, Russell Wilson. I mean, it just goes on and on. Especially the quarterback thing is the one that's really got me confused. Andrew Luck has been average at best and and not healthy and. I, it's just unbelievable. I'm just sitting here every week just scratching my head going, what the hell is going on? <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. One player that I, like, I kind of like going forward, though, is Sam Bradford. He started to turn it around. The offense is starting to look a little better. Yes, they had mm-hmm. a terrible start to the season, but he's really turned it on and made things look much better. I uh, He's a free agent and two of my drafts, and I went ahead and picked him up. I have Cam Newton, I know, in one of the leagues, and I was, right. I looked at it, and I was like, well, I don't like Cam Newton's matchup this week, so I'll take Sam Bradford. He's got a juicy matchup. I'll go ahead and roll the dice here, and then I would have played Tyrod Taylor in that spot. Because, again, right. but we're talking about yeah. these guys that you're picking up off these wires, wave wires and stuff. Right. Well, here is the top um, eight 
most consistent players at quarterback. Either they're perfect 100% or they're four for five, so they're 80% in quality games. Okay. I'm just I'm just going to tell you I'm not going to give you the names I'm going to tell you the basic preseason ADP ranking at that position for them prior to basically in August. You had number 17, number 21, number 20, number two, number 13, number 11, and number 26. So there's only one guy in the top 10. Prior season, I mean, preseason rankings, ADP, whatever you want to call it, that is in the top eight right now at quarterback, and that is Aaron Rodgers. Because Tom Brady, again, was was ranked 20th because we assumed he was going to be suspended for four games. So you could say, well, he wouldn't have been normal if you knew we were going to play. I get that. But the other ones are Andy Dalton at 17, Carson Palmer at 21, Brady at 20, Phillip Rivers at 13, Eli Manning at 11, which is generous. I'd never had him ranked that high. And Blake Bortles at 26. And they are all 80% or above. You don't hear a lot of big names in that list right now. I mean, that to me is amazing that that they're there. And it's no different in some of the other positions. I mean, like I said, over 80% at, at running back. You have number 26 uh, in Giovanni Bernard. Deion Lewis wasn't even on the list. <laughs> he's he's perfect. Carlos Williams wasn't on the list. Le'Veon Bell was ranked number one. He's three three for three. Uh, just to show you how good he is, he's already sixth in total points, and he's only played three games. Um, Devontae Freeman, who's ranked 28th. Jamal Charles, who is second, but now he's done for the year. Matt Forte, who is sixth. Mark Ingram, who is 12th. Danny Woodhead, who is 35th. And David Johnson, who wasn't rated either. That's your... Over 80%. Now, Peterson and DeMarco Murray are at 75%, so it's close. Um, mm-hmm. But, at, and again, there's a lot of big names missing there. Eddie Lacy, uh, you know, LaShawn McCoy, um, you know, Justin Forsett, Carlos Hyde, um, you know, Arian Foster, while well, he was hurt. Jeremy Hill, talk about an inconsistent nightmare this year. One game oh, he scores gosh. two touchdowns, the next game he scores three points. Just nuts. Um, wide receiver, same thing. You know, the top guys in the 80%, you've got guys ranked as high as 58th. Alan Hearn was 58th in the ranking. Um, uh, Alan Robinson was 24th. Dante Moncrief was 94th. Uh, Pierre Garçon was 40th. Um, Eric Decker was 30. Jarvis Landry, 36. Um, you know, Travis Benjamin wasn't even ranked. Um, so, you know, and then at tight end, we had, uh, Witten and Gronkowski who were up there, which is fine, but Jordan Reed, 21, Ladarius Green, 27, uh, Tyler Eifert was 12th in that preseason. Uh, Kelsey was fifth and Charles Clay was 17th. So again, a bunch of, you know, there's a bunch of big names down below Greg Olson, you know, Delaney Walker, Jordan Cameron, Jimmy Graham, again, all extremely inconsistent and just has fantasy owners just kind of scratching their head and, you know, and maybe like you said, some of these guys will turn it around. There's no question, but some of them I'm starting to worry. I mean, tonight's certainly going to be a, 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 in my opinion, a big game for Drew Brees. Is he healthy? Is he not? Is this team going anywhere? Are they going to score points? You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> Any more I, thoughts? You know what? I think one of the, <laughs> Well, I think one of the biggest things that, like I kind of mentioned earlier, is you kind of have to look back, and this is always 
a learning experience from one year to the next is like Deion Lewis. We knew someone was going to emerge from that running back or from that from that back or from the team. It's just we didn't right. know who. And so it's one of those things of a lot of people thought it was James White. Some people thought it was going to be LeGarrette. But it's just one of those things where you had to figure out who it was going to be. And maybe right. he should have been. He should have been ranked at some somewhere in the in there. He should right. have been ranked because he's one of the back. However, no one would have ranked him high. They would have just had him right there, you know, at the back end as a flyer, and which he rightly so should have been. Jimmy Graham, I had ranked lower. A lot of people still had him ranked higher, and it's just one of those things. He went from a different offense. And we saw the struggles of the line in preseason. It's just one of those things that a lot of a lot of people even choose to ignore. Yeah. Is, oh, they'll turn it on. They're not trying during preseason. They're doing new things, and they just ignore the signs. Well, that's where you right. have to try to learn. And that's one thing I I make all these little notes. I have a little notepad, and so <laughs> I can try to look at the for next season. I can t- kind of look at these things. If there's you know, there's multiple different backs. And a lot of people think this back's going to go. I'll take a flyer on this other back and just hope for the best. At the very worst, at, when you go into your draft and let's say you just do like a 16-round draft, for instance, at like the 14th round, take a flyer on one of these random running backs, like a guy like Deion Lewis. And if you hit, it's golden. You look like a genius. Right. And well, I mean, Danny Woodhead was do. that guy for me. I mean, Danny Woodhead was always sitting in the 10th, 12th, whatever, later rounds just sitting there. And I'm like, if I'm going to take a flyer, I've got three running backs. It's a PPR league. Two years ago in 2013, he was actually ranked 12th in total points and was top 10 in consistency. But I had numbers to back that up. I could say, this is why I'm taking Danny Woodhead. It's not because I like short white guys because they look just like me. (laughs) It's because Danny Woodhead put up numbers. On the other hand, there there was nothing – Consistency-wise, numbers-wise, nothing that said Devontae Freeman, if he just gets a chance, he's going to be great. What? Did he sell and his soul to the, the devil? He, <laughs> and part of the reason that I think he's doing good is because of the Kevin Coleman injury. Yeah, but Coleman's he played last year. He couldn't beat out Steven Jackson at running back last year. How in the world could he be this good and not have gotten a chance to play. And I think Jackson got hurt, and I thought he had some games he played last year as the number one back, I thought. But, I, I mean, I, he did I think you're absolutely right on that. And it, you know, but he didn't do anything. That's be. why they drafted Tevin Coleman. You're, you're 100% right there. And what, it could be one of the things where maybe it's just another year in the system, another year in the NFL, he learned. Right. I, I can't speak of why, and none of us will really ever know the reason of why he was able – to throw these like three or four monster games together, I think that he's going to have a regression. Yes, he can't stay. He can't sustain his current level of play. There's just no yeah. possible way, especially in that Atlanta offense. They're going to feed Julio the ball. He's he's going to be coming back 100% healthy soon. You know, he has his injury. The big question I think in that offense is what is going on with Roddy White? Yeah, that's another just, one. I, I had Roddy White on a lot my of my gosh, teams. Give him the ball. Yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, like, I kind of know that Leonard Hankerson's the younger player, and and I, I could understand if they were throwing the ball more to Hankerson, and they are, um, but to throw him nothing, I mean, Roddy White, even, I mean, Roddy White's best play is corner the end zone, you know, fight for a ball, throw it up high. He hasn't even done that. But then the reason they haven't done that is because 
That damn Freeman kid keeps running the ball in from the 10. That's not how this is supposed to work. Atlanta's <laughs> offense at the 10-yard line is throw the ball to the left in the corner to Julio Jones or to the right in the corner to Roddy White. What the hell is Freeman doing to us? <laughs> you're, you're 100% right. And so one of those, Roddy White is one of those players, if you can't buy him, if he's on the waiver wire, buy him. I think he's going to another team. They can't pay this guy to sit there and be a blocker for for a wide receiver. Why not? Why not get someone else? Get some draft picks, whatever you have to do, right. and cut and cut well, the but I mean, he's White. pretty he's pretty up there in years. And I think the other problem is if Justin Hardy was healthy, um, I think they might do that because then they'd have the third wide receiver with Hankerson. But right now, I think Hardy still hurts. So I don't think they can take that chance. Um, I could see a team maybe somewhere down the road, maybe the end of November or something as a head to the playoffs. Maybe something like that might work. They may do that, but um, I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching this game tonight and see how these teams, I want to see Devontae Freeman in action against a bad defense like, you know, the Saints. I mean, he should run wild, should, Um, but I want to see what's different. Why, why is this all of a sudden a thing, a running game, a thing now in Atlanta when it never was before? Um, so it'll be interesting to uh, to see that. Um, well, I, Bob, i got to get off here in just a second. I do have one big question for you, though. Okay. Give me a bold prediction for the game tonight. What's this one thing that maybe a lot of people wouldn't expect to happen tonight? <sighs> I, know, I, I think if I – If spot there. Yeah, no. Um I think what you think, will see is a is a much closer game than people think. Um, w- w- on paper, Falcons are five and zero, and the and the Saints are one and four. Um, this this these teams are not that far apart. Um, you know, Devontae Freeman has in, has certainly helped that team quite a bit. Their defense has gotten better because of Dan Quinn coming in there from Seattle. Um, I think what you're going to see tonight is probably. Um, a, a, a much, uh, I think you're going to see a game of old when you used to, when these two used to play, it was basically the last team that touches the ball wins. Um, you know, it was 49, 42, 45, 42. Um, I can, so I think you're going to see that kind of game tonight. I think there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of passive Julio Jones is healthy. I think it's going to be a big night for the passing game on both sides of the ball. Um, I don't think Devonte Freeman is going to have as big a night as he had. I'm not saying he won't still, probably earn a quality game and, and get a touchdown and or two again uh, because the, they're going to be moving the ball a lot. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think there's anything too out of the ordinary except maybe one thing which happened last week was all of a sudden uh, they started using a tight end again uh, in Atlanta and Jacob Tammy. And, he, and I'd be interested to see if that continues this week. If it is, certainly jump on the waiver wire and grab this guy because he was a good tight end when he played with the Colts. Um, they just, he just didn't make it there and moved on. Um, but I think he's a good tight end. If they start using him a little bit more, uh, especially in the red zone, um, uh, it's bad news for Roddy white, but if you're looking for a tight end down the road, this might be the guy to get. Very interesting. Yeah. I, well, Chris, you know, thank my... you for being on. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on Monday night with your sports rant and also on Twitter and, uh, all the places you're writing. Well, I am currently writing at, uh, uh, look, excuse me, DynastyLeagueFootball.com. I do their college write-ups. I do. Uh, I'm in the DFS game, 
tips for anyone that took of watching the commercials. I do that stuff. I write uh, NFL and I do college there. I am on Twitter at the Grizzly Beard. And Monday night, you can find me on the Fantasy Sports Rants podcast uh, live on the Silent Fantasy Sports Network. All right, man. Thank you, Chris, for being here. Thanks again for being a part of it. And uh, you know, uh, give me a holler some Monday night, and uh, we'll talk. We'll talk some sports on your place. Sounds awesome. Thanks, Bob. All right, man. Ladies and gentlemen, again, Chris Heal from Sports Rant on Monday night. Uh, with the Asylum Fantasy Sports Network. Uh, Chris is out there. A lot of great stuff. Uh, as he said, DynastyLeague.com, uh, et cetera. So don't forget to uh, listen to Chris. Uh, got a lot of great stuff. And, uh, and again, listen to him on Monday night with the Sports Rants here right here on the Asylum Fantasy Sports Network. Well, I think we pretty much got through everything. I think we all have the big question out there of uh, what in the world is going on. So we'll see how the consistency for some of these players continue in week six uh tonight here in about 10 minutes we've got the saints and the falcons uh should be i think it's going to be a shootout i think there's gonna be a lot of scoring so hopefully i'm not disappointed all right everybody thanks again for listening to the fantasy football consistency show i am your host bob lung again you can find me at bob underscore lung on twitter you can email me questions at bob at ffconsistency.com and it's also can see me on fantasy sports warehouse where my articles will be online as well. So once again, everybody, good night, and we'll talk to you next Thursday.